Hello and welcome to the Kingery Season 4, Episode 9 Commentary. Uh, I'm Chris Sutter, the director, and I'm joined here with uh, Pete Mylan, who is the writer for this one. Hey everybody, how you doing? And so we're coming off, a, at least the last episode, we were coming off the uh, shooting of Asa. Yes. And... Uh, I guess we'll see hear that in the uh, pre- previously here, but uh, so the title of this one is "Bullets Proof." Yes. Uh, where'd you come up with that? Uh, desperation. Um, <laughs> it, some some of these scripts sometimes it's really hard to come up with uh, with a title, and this is the second time I've gone with uh, you know I've taken taken a word and separated into two different words using a comma. I mean, one of the previous episodes I did was uh, you know fathers comma hoods and. For some reason, this one became, you know, bullets, comma, proof. Gotcha. Yeah. Fascinating, I know. Yeah. It, it, actually, it is fascinating to hear you, how you, the writers, come up with uh, these great uh, titles. Mostly I swipe them from songs I like, and uh, when that when that fails me, I go for cheap wordplay. Well, here we go right into the first scene with uh, you playing Tommy and MCO Garcia is major. And uh, we'll hear Mad Dan coming in a little bit here, but uh, we're in the hospital pretty much picking up right off the tail end of the last episode. And uh, so how did you feel, uh, uh, I guess, basically taking somebody else's, not death, but getting shot and then working that into the beginning of your uh, your script. Well, I mean that was always in the uh, that was always in the outline that I was going to start off with uh, you know Asa in a hospital bed and me having to write uh, bits of this uh, this polemic, which is really difficult to write. Um, you know the this sort of you know weird philosophy text that uh, that Asa has been trying to get uh, Tommy to read. Yeah, well, I have to say that was the play. All right, so when when he reads it and uh, he talks about you know the machine being broken and then how you come in at the end of the scene with Mad Dan saying those exact words, I was just like, wow. That's something that wasn't uh, wasn't exactly as planned. That's that's something I uh, I threw in on my own, and we weren't sure if uh, it was going to make it to the uh, the final script, but we. Uh, we left it in because it could go either way. It could just be that you know, Mad Dan hangs around with Asa and might have actually just you know paged through this book uh, you know at some point looking for I don't know clam recipes, or it may mean something more. We don't know. We have no idea. It's like writing for Lost. We just throw these things in. Ah, eh, we'll figure it out later. Yeah, that was actually going around I guess on the uh, uh, the pendant list about how. Uh, the writers tend to throw in a lot of loose threads that they can pick up later. Yes. And I can definitely see this coming back later. I just, I mean, I was sort of, I had the same re- uh, response as Major, like, what did he just say? <laughs> when I read the script, I'm like, what did he just say? He just repeated the exact words that they just read ten minutes ago. <laughs> he was standing outside the door. He might have just overheard it, and uh, it's rattling around in his crazy brain. Yeah, it didn't seem like that. But uh, I won't know for a while. <laughs> And, uh, I like to. I really like. I like to write on this. It's a rare moment of a mutual respect between uh, between uh, the two of them, uh, Major and uh, Major and Tommy. Mm-hmm. 
We didn't hire this guy, did we? M gave, <laughs> M gave some great uh, uh, ad-libs uh, for this when uh, she's like, Oh, he's just so cute! <laughs> and, you know, I, I threw some pieces in there. I sort of Frankenstein the whole thing together, but uh, pretty much following what you had written. I just, I just thought it was great, you know. The, oh, he's so cute in a psycho kind of way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, what? What did he just say? I can't believe that. And now we have... Uh, Tommy chatting with uh, Sandrine. Uh, Sandrine, played by Andrea Fontenot. Yes. Actually, you're not really chatting with her, you're talking with her voicemail. <laughs> yes, yes. So, oh, right off the bat, I want to say thank you for such a short episode. It was nice to get two short episodes back to back. Yeah, it, uh, I was kind of surprised at how uh, how quick this uh, this came out. Um, but you know, you, you know, when you stick to the uh, stick to the outline, it's uh, I, I just came. You know, I uh, I managed to uh, pull the episode that had uh, you know three or four scenes, and that was it. So here we were uh, at the table ball arena, and we got uh, Davy played by Shane Nolan, Hooks played by Perry Whittle. What exactly is a one and a half This is another one of those where, oh, I thought it was a, you know, a disabled person, and Debbie's like, oh, no, 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 I can't offer discounts on that. Some great wordplay on there, or great setup of uh, some, like, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think of all the people who write for this show, uh, Perry and I are the most, probably the most conservative when it comes to the things that, you know, shenanigans actually does. Um, that was, that was pretty, uh, kind of stretching it a bit, uh, you know, for me. <laughs> the others have come up with just so many more horrifying things. Says the man who wrote an entire episode where everybody was waiting around and shite for the entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> And we have uh, we're joined uh, uh, in the scene by Tithia, played by Cat uh, uh, Pride. Mm-hmm. This one uh, needed a little tweaking. Uh, we wanted this to be you know competitive, but uh, we didn't want it to get too too nasty between them. It gets you know about as rough as uh, as we can uh, as we can get between the two of them. Well, eventually it's going to have to get nastier. Hmm. I guess I think that's just uh, I really think that's just the personality of Debbie and Titia. It's they're going to get more and more competitive. And then I'm sure eventually they're going to blow up on each other. <laughs> and then she's of course playing with the whole like, yeah, hooks is in my pocket. You can't get him to change sides on on me. Right. I enjoyed that line, just sort of implying that, you know, Hooks has sort of weird reactions to yeah. sex. I don't know. You call that unique? Try a shenanigans multi-gender wang-dang doodle. Now that's... Unique. You know what? Not everything has to be about sex. No, just the boring <laughs> part. What? 
They have a little dialogue between each other, and then they go right back off the hawking to the crowd. Yes. But they're still sort of, you know, blasting each other at the same time. Shenanigans. Also located at the Kingery Road Resort and Casino. The place to go <laughs> like you've never come before. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah, that, the, the, the original gag, which I'm probably going to reuse uh, in, in Batman at some point, was he was just going to start speaking French contemporary, you know, really? Just speaking French and running away. <laughs> uh, je ne parle pas l'anglais. <laughs> oh, I love this line. <laughs> what song is that from? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, it's actually from a popular song. It's, uh, it was either current or recent. and <laughs> I, I just thought it was funny. I don't know. It's just you know a phrase I heard. So now we are at... Havenhurst, I think it's called. Yeah, Havenhurst, the retirement home for, uh, I guess, police officers. Most of, mostly police officers. And we have uh, Brandis on the phone. Not a thing. And Maddie, and who else do we got here? Brandis on the phone, and uh, Martin. Yeah, Brandis, uh, played by uh, Paul Lavelle, and then uh, Madeline, played by Alicia Matheson, and uh, Martin Gray, played by David Alexander McDonald. And we got Staten here. Wait, didn't I say no? Staten played by Russell Gold. All right, I got everybody. Okay. Don't call me Marty. The only person who calls me Marty is Staten. That's who you are. That's right. Who the hell do you? And Staten. It seemed like at least Staten had come to kill Martin. Tie up. That is what he came to do. Yes. But he's, you know, going behind uh, the backs of the people he hired to take care of the situation in the first place, so he's got to go. He's got to go. So we we have two episodes back-to-back where people get shot. Yes. I love David's lines for when the light, when the uh, red dot from the laser sight is on uh, Maddie. Like, they were just, they were just like... They were amazing. Like, I could picture an old man who's slightly senile saying those exact lines. Yeah, sort of the, uh, the, station, uh, the station in his head, you know, finally tuning to the right uh, yep. frequency there. And now we got Maddie shot. Staten is dying, dead. You know, the two of them lying on top of each other, you know, bleeding into each other. Oh, it's great. It's fun. So, what, this is oh, episode This is episode nine. We got three more left, and three people are already shot. Oh, wait until the Chainsaw Massacre next week. Oh. <laughs> Zombie Staten comes back uh, with the chainsaw. <laughs> no, I can promise you there will be no zombies on this program. <laughs> Dun dun dun! Now I wanted to ask you about this last one because this last scene I think is very important. For the okay. first time, 
we hear who is calling who, and we find out Brian is calling Sandrine. Yes. Yes, that's correct. So there's a link between those two. Uh, maybe. Could be. Could be. I mean, we'll have to find out later, but it's finally, you know, all those calls of uh, when Brian and Sandrine were calling voicemails, we didn't know who it was who it was they were calling, but now we know Brian's calling Sandrine. But who's Sandrine calling? Yeah, that's what we don't know yet. And we we weren't sure uh, when I when I wrote this. It was written as a uh, just a regular uh, voicemail, and I added uh, the uh, I added Sandrine's outgoing message ahead of it, and uh, we weren't sure if it was time to do that, but uh, it turned out it was. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, it definitely threw some uh, surprises in there. As we now know who. Uh, Brian is calling. We don't know who Maddie is, or not Maddie, uh, Sandrine is calling. We can sort of put it together that maybe she's calling Brian, but I don't, I mean, I don't know what the, yeah. You can assume that, but we know what happens when you assume, don't we? And so now we have the credits read by uh, Bruce Busby. Catherine Pride is and the episode All is over. Episode is over. Another short episode. I think this one came in at like 14 minutes. 14 minutes, 15 seconds. Martin Gray and Nick Rowley. But it's concentrated. It's written. It's like a it's like a fine canned soup. Well, hopefully this is a good. Well, I guess step towards the season finale. I, I have no clue what's happening in the season finale, but. Uh, well, thank you, Pete, for uh, thank you. being here for the commentary. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you next month. Yep, talk to you later. All right, bye-bye. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.